Hi everyone, welcome back to your soon to be favorite podcast. I'm Angelica. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Here We Grow. That's what I'm looking like, Yzma, with my three eyelashes left. (laughs) With your three eyelashes. I understand how people get addicted to this. Because now you're like, I just want them back. Yeah, I do want them back. Mm. But priorities. 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 (laughs) Whatever. All right, well. What's up, besties? We're back. It is episode 23. We're keeping the spooky vibes today, as you could probably already see on the title. I think we'll probably do spooky stuff. All month. All month, yeah. yeah. I think we only have one more episode this month, though. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you with your spooky <laughs> episodes. Um, and then we're going to have another guest on soon. I won't say who yet, but we're going to have a guest on... I don't know when. Soon. Three weeks? Um... He did say next week, so it might be next week. So our last spooky episode might have a guest on it. So look forward to that. And I just said he, so you know it's a guy. (laughs) Very interesting. Very interesting. The guy who I'm talking about listens to the podcast. So if you're listening, shout out. (laughs) Shout out. You know who you are. (laughs) No one else does except us. Um, Did you want to start with your owl sighting? Yes. So... I was walking my dog and I had seen a bird, what I thought was a bird, land on a tree and it had like a really, really big head. And I was like, that bird has a really big head. That's a big ass head. That's a big, big ass, headed ass, ass head bird. bird. Big head. <laughs> big ass headed bird. B-A-H-D. Bab. <laughs> and I was looking at it and then unfortunately I got a call from a spam, spam caller. A spam- <laughs> Spam caller. This is like the fifth time they called me, so they distracted me. Whatever. I'm continuing to walk Bolin. I turn the corner, and Bolin and I both turn around because we're startled because we heard the bird start hooting. Yeah. And that's where we're like, that's not a bird. That's not a bab. That's an owl. That's not a bab. That's an owl. And then I try to record it, and then as I'm recording it, it just looks like a fucking cat in a tree. Like, there's no way no one believes me until you start. And then you hear him hooing, hooting, yeah, hooing, hooing. Well, then I I looked up, like, what does it mean? Because I don't know. Have you ever seen? No, I've never seen an owl. Yeah, and it had the white chest and everything. It was really nice. And there's quite a few reasons why one would see an owl. Obviously, like, do you believe in this? Well, well, proximity and like. Does it really have an actual meaning? Yeah. Probably not. But when it's I still fun to look it up. Yeah. When yeah. I Googled it, it took me to this one article that had like 10 plus reasons and it landed me on number four. Mm-hmm. And number four is like my lucky number. Like four is my number. So yeah. I was drawn to it. He's looking at his oh. paws or something. <laughs> so this says decisions to be made. Seeing an owl may be a sign that it's time to make a decision or tape a, take a leap in a specific direction. The mm. message can be you need to move forward. Ooh. The uh, person who's saying this explains that people often see owls when they're indecisive about an important decision. 
This happens when people are holding themselves back or hesitating on a decision. And if you see an owl, she says you should trust it. Which I thought was very um, fitting. Fitting. Because mm-hmm. I have been going back and forth on a huge, dis- huge. decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Talking about. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, that's all. I have something weird that happened to me. Oh, yes, yes. And this is the one thing that I didn't want to talk about because I'm low-key kind of scared. I mean, I think I know what it was, but I don't know. Yeah. I think this was Tuesday. What's say Thursday? Mm-hmm. When did we go on that walk? Monday. This happened Monday. So, Monday morning, I'm heading into the shower and jose is leaving for work and you know we kiss goodbye whatever he he left i hop in the shower like i didn't see him leave but like yeah. we said our goodbyes in the bedroom whatever i mm-hmm. went to go shower when i go to shower i turn on the exhaust fan mm-hmm. and no i didn't have my music i don't play my music it's in the not morning. An exhaust fan what the fuck is it there's no exhaust in your bathroom <laughs> it's just a fan <laughs> Like a steam fan, I guess. <laughs> Get all that exhaust out of the bathroom. Maybe after Jose's in there for a while, there's exhaust. What the fuck did I say exhaust fan? Let me look and see what it's like technically no. called. Is that your car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bathroom. Hold on. Bathroom. No, I'm such a dumbass. Oh, it is called an exhaust fan. Fuck you! <laughs> That's stupid. Why would it be called that? Anyway. Angelica, never doubt yourself ever <laughs> fucking again. Kelsey has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Girl, you had me out here thinking I was dumb. Sorry. I mean, I am, but damn. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm the dumb one on this one. <laughs> so I, I, so like all of this happened at the same time. Me opening the door, me turning off the exhaust fan, and I hear, or like a, like snoring, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, I I have a little panic. Yeah. And I my first thought was, oh, I bet Jose fell back asleep. So I start walking towards the bed because there's our sheets are kind of everywhere. Yeah. And I quickly realized, like, no, he's yeah. not in there. And then I'm like, oh, it's Belin. Like, yeah. Belin went back to his bed. Yeah. I look down, his bed's empty. And then I'm like, oh, I bet he's sleeping in his bed in the living room. Yeah. And as I thought that, I heard him bark from outside the house. (gasps) Oh my God. I was so freaked out because I heard, I was like, (laughs) he paused with you. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just. I don't know what the fuck. And it was so loud. Like, it was in the room. You don't think it was, like, the fan making that noise? Maybe. Like, maybe it slowing down, like. I mean, maybe. I've never heard it make that sound. But maybe. I mean, it's an old house. Maybe. So, I'm like, okay. Maybe there's someone in this house with me. Yeah. Because that's my biggest fear. At least it was in my mom's house. That someone has been hiding in our closets. And just. Mm -hmm. There's been stories like that. Well, they'll come out at night. And they'll go to your kitchen and eat and you, whatever. What? One of the stories I picked no! up. <laughs> oh my God, no. Yeah, one of the stories I picked up Okay, it is what it that. is. It is what it is. 
Ah, okay. So, <laughs> as I'm still naked, I run through my house. You don't have a towel on or anything? Oh, yeah, I do have a towel. Okay. But underneath my towel, yes. I'm naked. I mean, for the visual here, you do have Sorry, a towel Sorry, I do have a towel on, but it is my house, so I yeah. don't have to have a towel Boobs on. ain't flopping everywhere while you're running through the house. No, no, no. So I, I run down the hallway and I hurry up and I let Bolin back in. Cause I'm thinking if there's someone in here, we want Bolin to be he'll inside. sniff him out. Yeah. yeah. So he comes in, he acts all normal and I literally have him go through every room yeah. and sniff. Like we go into every closet. Like I, I open everything I could possibly open and nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think for the listeners, if you don't know what Bolin looks like, he's bigger than Angelica. <laughs> so yeah, he a big boy. He he'll hurt somebody. <laughs> he will hurt somebody. And so I don't know why I just repeated everything. <laughs> he a big boy. Yes, he's a big boy. He will hurt somebody. He, he will hurt somebody. somebody. <laughs> I just feel like you guys really need to know that. <laughs> so then I'm Remind like, me to tell you something about repeating later. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I'm just crazy. I must have heard something I I didn't. Whatever. Yeah. So I decide to leave all the, I, I normally close the doors to all the bedrooms instead of, well, no, all of ours throughout the day. Cause no one's there. It's kind of weird to keep them open whatever. But since I was searching, I decided to leave the door open in case anybody wants to make themselves known. <laughs> and I went back to the bedroom and I started getting ready uh -huh. and Bolin laid himself down right by the bedroom door, which if you're standing in our bedroom door, you can see the inside of where we record the podcast. So mm -hmm. this room. Yeah. So I'm just looking at Bolin and then I start getting ready. I look back at Bolin because he has now lifted his head up, lifted one ear, and then turned his head directly to look at the, this room. And I was like, shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> I have my phone in my hand. I'm, I'm so ready to call Jose back and yeah. tell him to come back home. Yeah. And then he just kind of stays there, kind of looks real quick, like uh, just like stares at the door. At the entrance, whatever. Yeah. And then he just lays back down. Maybe he heard something outside. Because he could hear, hear somebody, like, walking past this window. Absolutely. This would be the closest to the front that he would be from your doorway. I'm going to believe that. Yeah. I'm going to believe that whatever I heard was the exhaust fan turning off. Mm -hmm. And whatever Belen heard was just someone outside. Because my house is not haunted. Yeah, exactly. Never had any issues. When we moved, when we first moved into our house, Travis told me a couple of times. No, separate separate times oh of um, like an empty like bottle of juice or whatever. Well, it doesn't have juice in it because it's empty, but like just falling off the counter. And like he doesn't know for sure. Like was it on the edge of the counter? And it just like I hate those moments off. when you're like you even try to gaslight yourself. Like yeah. girl, no, you're fine. Yeah, you're just hearing shit. Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't just see that. No, no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the ghosties did not. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Okay, so I have a few things. Okay. Unless you had more. No, that's it. Okay. So the first thing is um, my coworker that listens to the podcast at work, Michelle, she was listening to our last episode today at work. And she goes, so I'm listening to today's episode or last week's episode, whatever. The last episode we recorded. The state hospital. The state hospital episode. She goes, and first and foremost, if um, you're ever without caffeine, you're welcome to my Diet Mountain Dew that's in the fridge. 
That's so nice of her. That is so nice. I said, I, after when I was editing that podcast, like, I thought she's going to hear this and be like, bitch, if you're rolling around on the conference room floor, <laughs> just come get me and I'll give you a pop. You should drink Sight Mountain Dew too, which is what I drink. Um, I actually got her on it, so. Or maybe Katie did. I don't know. But <laughs> one of us. I won't take the, I won't take the uh, credit for it, but. Um, so shout out Michelle, you're real, you, you're the real MVP. Um, so for quote of the week, I do have a quote of the week and then I have something that I thought was really cool on TikTok that I just wanted to mention. So the quote of the week is actually a song lyric and it goes, did you hear my stomach? Oh my yeah. Put those bowling. Um, it goes, you are what you love, not who loves you. Yeah. What you love, not who loves you. That's a Fall Out Boy song with um Elton John. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, pretty self-explanatory. What makes you who you are is not about who loves you, it's about what you love. And I think that's important. Like, I know a lot of people who struggle with like their image to other people. So I was like, I, I want to use that one today. I actually have a t-shirt that I made uh, with those lyrics on it. Because I think it was, that's like one of my favorite Fall Out Boy lyrics. It always makes me think like, you can be your own person regardless of where you come from. Yeah. Or like just how other people perceive you in general. My God, homie, are you good over there? <laughs> he keeps panting. You want to let him out of the room? Or out, outside? You can yeah. pause. Hey guys. Did you know that we have merch? Merch. And if you're looking on YouTube, Angelica's wearing it. <laughs> um, if you want to buy merch, go to our Instagram. Our um, link tree is in our bio. Buy one for your girlfriend. Buy one for your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your auntie, your uncle, your cousins, your grandma, your grandpa. Yes. Everybody. They, they are unisexual. So Unisexual. <laughs> Okay, unisexual. Um, if you don't have access to our uh, link tree, you can just go to bonfire.com slash here dash we dash grow dash podcast. We have shirts. Yes. We have crew necks. Pullover hoodie, crew mm -hmm. neck. We could add some more stuff later if we want to, but it is, it is good. Please go get some. Please. Do it so that people say, what's on your shirt? And then you can say, oh, it's a podcast I listen to. You should listen to. And speaking of which, if you're listening to the podcast right now, which is how you're hearing my voice, send our podcast to someone you think will like it. Okay, so another thing I wanted to say was um, something I heard. And I don't remember where I heard this. I don't know if it was a podcast or a TikTok, but I just thought it was really interesting. And maybe it could help you out. So for Wait, did you see how he just walked under the wire that time? Yeah, he was fine that Bud. time. He okay. just having a little anxiety the first time. He was just like, Mom. <laughs> can you help me since you're standing right here um okay so for the people who feel like they struggle to slow down and rest and like really just take a minute and you're just like always go 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 something you can do to like kind of enforce that is eating soup <gasps> if you think about it when you eat soup you can't eat it fast you can't eat it on the go you have to sit down, take your time, blow on every spoonful, and just really like be in that moment with the soup. Mm -hmm. And not only is it comfort food, like it feels good to eat it because it's comfort food and it's warm. And it's spooky season, so of course it's soup season. 
but also you are like forced to slow down. Like, it's not like, you know, you have a billion things to do. So you're just going to grab a sandwich and like, just eat while you go or whatever. Um, soup actually makes you like slow down. And I was thinking, we were talking not so long ago, this was not on the podcast, but about, I, I said, you know, you don't ever have time to read books. Like you should just read audiobook or listen to audiobooks. And you said, I don't want to listen to audiobooks because I, it, like, I'm to not, like save the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not there for, to like gain all the knowledge. I want to sit down and actually enjoy a book. Yeah. And you could do that while eating soup. Because you would actually be forced to sit down and eat. And I sent you a soup recipe not too long ago. You did? Yeah. A little bit take a bowl. A loaded potato. Yep, I got that one, I remember. <laughs> the loaded potato soup. <laughs> I'm trying to say baked potato. Loaded baked potato soup. Loaded baked potato soup. Loaded potato soup is what Um baked potatoes. How did the first baked potatoes come out? Good. Really good. They even taste good, like, heated up the next day. Like, I was yeah. kind of surprised. Especially, like, if you do the skins and butter. Did you do that? Yeah. Well, did you mean on the outside? Yes. Oh, you did butter on the inside. See, I got that <laughs> after we started eating. I'm like... Because mm. it makes the skin taste better. And yeah. then even the next day, it'll make it more, like, flavorful and not just so much, like, the like dirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you know for next time. Mistakes were made. Yeah, I put it on the inside for sure. But otherwise, it was good? Yeah. Do you have anything else with it? Um, Jose made... Um, no. Pork chop? Pork loin? Mm. Pork chop has the bone, right? They're boneless or bone-in. Okay, then he made boneless pork chops mm-hmm. and rice. They're usually small, like this big. Yeah, they're pretty small. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a we pretty good We had that dinner. for dinner. Today's lunch. I had it for dinner. Yeah. Pork chop's good with A1 sauce. Oh. Uh, you like A1 on your steak? No. Oh. Do you like A1 at I all? I don't really eat steak like that. Yeah. I mean, I got my salad. Everybody, a word of silence for Angelica. A word of silence. A moment of silence. That's an oxymoron. Who sounds dumb now? (laughs) No, like when I go out to eat, I get like ribs. Like at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I get ribs. You're not a steak person? No. Why? Oh my God, it's fucking delicious. My favorite food. The small ass pork. Sorry, baby. Not to like. I'm not trying well, to insult. No. Yeah, the pork chops, they were small, and th- that was a lot of meat for me. Like, well, you can get small steaks. Blaming you small. I remember I went to Texas Roadhouse with Jess. Steaks. Yeah. I think she got like a six ounce yeah. steak. And I was like, excuse me, where's the rest of it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I literally thought they gave her like half of it. Now, I will say, normally when I go out to eat, I don't order steak because I feel like they're overpriced and I can make them just as good at home. Mm. So, like, if I'm craving steak, I'm going to make it at home because I can make it just as good. Like, I'll get a good cut, like a ribeye or a New York strip. Yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, a top sirloin. And we know how to, like, season it well and, like, cook it on the grill well to where it's, like, a restaurant. So, I don't order steak from when we're out. Mm. Um, the last thing I had to say was back when you were, like, uh, repeating what I was saying. So, I tell Travis sometimes, like, you sound... You sound like Angelica on the podcast, like repeating your words. I just need to make sure it gets out there. <laughs> so the other day. Um, it, it comes from being a second child, middle child, yeah, not being heard. I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, we also said that we thought it was your OCD. Like you, oh, that you too. didn't say it right the first time, so you had to like say it again. 
Um, it's so, getting worse. So not so long ago, like maybe a week ago, um, we were in bed, like, you know, about to go to sleep and we were just getting really silly and like, just kind of like slap happy. And he said something, he like plopped on the bed and he goes, one of these days, this bread is going to break or something like that. Yeah, this bread is going to break. And of course he meant bed. But So we start cracking up laughing about that. And then I said something. And you know how like if you're annoyed, you, you go like, like you smack your teeth. He stuttered the smacking of his teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So he went to go do that to me and he goes. <laughs> I'm like, did you just stutter the smacking of your teeth? And we just mocked that for like the next 15 minutes, just cracking like, up. Did he get stuck on his lip? Like, what happened? I don't know. He cannot explain it to me either. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, did you just smack your lips at me three times? <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, that was really funny. That's the last thing I had. Okay. <laughs> we can get into our stories. <laughs> okay, so we've got scary stories from Reddit. Well, I have scary stories from Reddit. We're going to take turns. Um, reading them. Okay. This is the one that I said about that you weren't going to like. So I'll read it. Okay. Okay. The title is horrifying quarantine experience. I was upstairs in my room one night playing video games with the volume really loud when I thought I heard noises coming from downstairs. I muted the TV and listened closer. Nothing. I resumed playing the game for another hour when I heard it again, only louder. I was sure I heard this, heard it this time and was a little freaked out. To assure myself, I went downstairs to the basement where I thought I heard the noise coming from. Problem number one. You want to go check it out? Not in the basement. Oh, no, not in the basement. If it was downstairs in my living room, sure. What would you do? Stay upstairs and call my husband. <laughs> I would <laughs> leave so the house. Yeah, maybe leave the house. I yeah. would leave the house, probably call the cops, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Just depending on like how sure I was that it was like a person. Yeah. Um I went downstairs. Wait, wait. As soon as I opened the basement door, I was hit with a cold breeze. I went downstairs and saw the window wide open. I was a hundred percent sure I had closed and locked all the windows in the house. I was ready to make a run for it when something stopped me. Oh my god, they were saying when someone no, stopped something. me. I turned around and for the first time noticed the closet door was slightly cracked open. I stood for what seemed like 30 minutes in front of that door, debating whether I should open it. Mm -hmm. I moved closer and put my hand on the doorknob. All of a sudden, I heard a creepy crackle coming from inside the closet. Huh? I have never run faster up a flight of stairs before. <gasps> I locked the door and called the cops, who had an unusually fast response time. Um, they came in and searched the house, and not even five minutes into their search, I heard a gunshot from downstairs. <gasps> a few minutes later, they came out with a deranged-looking man, probably homeless. They put him in the back, back of the car and told me that they had opened the door and the man was holding a gunshot, gun, shot at them, and missed. He luckily missed, and the cops disarmed him and arrested him. Mm, that the, could have been him! The scariest part was how close I was to opening that door and likely being murdered bruh i would have so many issues after yeah. that yeah i feel like i should read all these because your reactions are the best okay good. okay <laughs> that was a short one i have some long ones oh my god i mean like 
Ah, uh, never mind. I, no, I'll go that's into terrifying. a tangent. That's terrifying. Well, I was gonna say like it sucks that like I'm not sympathizing with him. Like the homeless man, like yeah. it sucks that he would feel the the need to do. That. Yeah, like be in that position to. God, it's yeah, sad. But also, bro, you're holding a you gun. You almost murdered someone. Yeah, like, in their own home. In their own home. No, yeah. it's fine. In their own home. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind. Take it back. Okay, next one is called keeping a friend company in the country. You gotta say country. Country. This one's pretty long, so I'm gonna try to read it fast. Okay. Okay, get ready. Everybody spooky? All right. Where my titties go? (laughs) They don't know what you're talking about. Um, You can blow this on YouTube, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not my titties, you know. Well, so for the audio listeners, Angelica's holding a pillow that's of boobs. Um, And I was just holding it, and then when I got up, I put it to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Put it to the ground. Put it to the ground. Drop it to the the ground. ground. English is not my first language. It's not. Stop. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm a girl, and this happened when I was 20. (laughs) In the early 2000s, people used landlines, and cell phones were not were not unlimited. So it was like more landline time than cell phone time. Wait, she's 20. Yes. And she remembers. She was 20 when this happened in the oh, 2000s. Right, right, right. Early right. 2000s. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. This happened in a town about an hour away from Sacramento. My friend was house sitting for a family that her and her, her family was friends with from church. She was to sit in the country just outside a, she was to house sit in the country just outside a, of town for, for, blah, for a week. <laughs> they had animals, blah, blah, blah. My friend was in charge of feeding the animals and watching the place. She didn't have to get the mail daily because they had this metal lockbox style mailbox down their long driveway. Um, Towards the end of the week, she asked if I wanted to spend the night and keep her company, and I thought it sounded fun. I had moved out of my aunts and uncles and gotten my own apartment, so I told her I'd pick pick her up on the way there after I got out of work. We got there around 9.30 p.m., grabbing dinner on the way. We went into the barn first thing and fed the animals. It was late for their dinner, and they made their hunger know the animal noises. We made sure they had water, then went inside. That was, like, too many details. The house was this big ranch-style house, single story. There was a long hallway directly to the right of the entrance that led to where the bathroom and bedrooms were. Straight ahead was a dining area, blah, blah, blah. As it got later, she turned on the house alarm and said... She didn't like sleeping in other people's beds, so she had been sleeping on the couch, then offered it to me. She would sleep on one of the two huge recliners that reclined so far back it was almost flat. The chairs were really comfortable, so I said I'd take the chair. I went and laid back in the chair with my blanket. We turned off the TV and were talking for maybe 20 minutes in the dark when the motion sensor floodlights started shining through the window lighting up the room. Now, I really have no idea why people in the country think it's not okay think it's okay to not have curtains or blinds because to me that's insane we both got quiet and amanda says maybe it was one of the cats then we start hearing gravel crunch like person like a person walking across mm. gravel in the parking area outside my chair was closest to the window and i slid carefully down to the floor clutching the stupid blanket the whole time the floodlight timed out and my friend slid to the floor too we laid on our stomachs in the dark, not knowing what to do for a single minute. When we heard a loud bang and all of a sudden the house alarm started blaring and the floodlights turned on again. What are floodlights? Um, like motion sensor lights outside. Okay, kind of like the ones we have in front of the house. Um, they're like, they're shaped like a cone. 
like the head of it's like this big. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, they're what they're like emergency lights in buildings that have um, like a backup emergency light if the, if the electricity goes out. And he's scratching. He's like doing like this. <laughs> We're hearing noises. Not okay. Um, so the alarm's going off. The house alarm's going off. Like it's something they've been breached. Okay. They've been breached. They've been breached. <laughs> it was so loud we covered our ears and I started to panic. Oh my god. I swear I've never been so close to peeing my pants in my life. I began crawling towards the keypad for the security because I've seen the commercials. There's a button you push and a person responds to you in case of an emergency or at least sends the police. The main screen says patio one of two open. Amanda starts to cry a little and hits the call assistance button on the pad and nothing happens. There's no assistance. I ask her where the phone is and she says there's a phone in the kitchen and one in the parents' room down the hall. So our choices are to go to the kitchen, past the windows, and next to one of the patio doors, or to go down the hall to the parents' room and use the phone there. I ask her where the other patio is and she said it was in the daycare part of the house. It was an easy decision. We go inside the parents' room and it's pitch black. I ask her where's the phone and she says, I think we have to turn on a light. I really don't want to turn on light, but have no choice. I don't have a flashlight and I didn't bring my cell because I, I had limited minutes. It was a simpler time and Amanda didn't even get her own cell until this happened. She turns on the light and we start looking around the room. Not only did these people not have curtains on any window, but they didn't even have clo- closet doors. We see a half, we see a golf club leaning against the wall by the bed. They probably have it instead of a baseball bat, which is what I had next to my bed at home. We figure if we hit someone with it, it's going to leave a mark. She grabs it and we continue our search for the phone. Looking at the obvious places, we found a cordless phone stand minus the actual phone. What? (laughs) The alarm is still raging. We have a light on and the person who opened the patio door is bound to notice it is all I'm thinking at this point. She asks, should we use the the locate phone buttons? I looked at her and respond, yeah, if you want some strange guy coming in here with it and asking if we're looking, if this, if we're looking for something. I am getting mad that I am scared in in this situation. I'm getting mad that I'm scared and in this situation. (laughs) Standing there, knowing that we have to go to the kitchen, the house alarm stops. It gets country quiet. If you've lived in the country, you know what I'm talking about. There isn't another golf club for me to grab, so I make her go out first, flipping every light on and keeping the doors keeping the doors we pass in the hall closed. We double check the security panel and it still says patio open. Hit call button and it still doesn't work. Double checking the front door is locked. We start for the kitchen. I tell her we have to check the patio near the kitchen and I grab a big knife that wasn't even close to being sharp from the kitchen. We check the patio door near the kitchen and it's locked. We turn on all the lights and grab the phone and dial 911. The phone isn't a cordless phone. It's one of the old ones with the cord attached on the wall. My friend is on the phone with a dispatcher telling her what happened and I hear a whistle coming from outside the kitchen window. The thing people don't think about because I didn't in my thinking that in my thinking that safety was turning on light on the lights is while you have the reflection of the inside of the window, people on the outside have a clear view of you mm. unless you press your face against the window. I hear the whistle again. It sounds like someone trying to get someone's attention kind of whistle. 
but I don't see anything outside and I'm not pressing my face to the window to see if I'm the person they're whistling for. My friend is still talking to the dispatcher and is crying and saying she doesn't have the address to the house. She hands me the phone and I say, hello, the dispatcher lady who sounds annoyed tells me she needs an address to send police to. I ask that she trace the call and she says something like you're house sitting and you don't even know where you're at. Girl. Scared and angry and overwhelmed, I hand the phone back to Amanda and start looking for something with an address in the kitchen. I'm looking for, I'm looking for it in the junk drawer, on the counter, on the refrigerator, fully keeping an eye down the hall that has the daycare rooms, knowing that on the other side of one of those doors is a patio door that is opened. Amanda tells the lady that she doesn't pick up the mail because of their lockbox and then a few seconds later removes the phone from her ear and stares at me with a blank face. I ask her if they're tracing the call because I cannot find anything with an address. Amanda says low. She said, I hope the police find you in time and hung up the phone. Wait, who said that? The dispatcher. Oh. I was so scared and angry at the same time. We knew that there was people outside. We knew that the patio door to the daycare area was open. We did not know what to do. We stood in the kitchen silent for what seemed like forever, but probably one minute. I picked up the phone and dialed 411. I told Amanda that they would have the number to, t to the police department. As calmly as I could, I explained what was happening to us. I included the 911 dispatcher and said we really needed the phone number of the town's police department when we heard a huge metal bang outside the kitchen window by the patio door. It sounded like someone dropped something metal and heavy. Amanda started crying and I couldn't hold in my fear anymore and started crying too. Mm. Whoever was outside was going to break open that patio door is what I'm thinking. The 411 operator said they were connecting us and would stay on the line with us after getting pissed at the 911 dispatcher on our behalf. Yeah, what the fuck? A police officer answered the phone and the 411 operator started explaining what was happening to the police and then they were asked to disconnect once we had established connection. The police asked a few questions and we heard the whistle again outside and floodlights all around the house turned on again. I was too scared to look outside and we never turned on the patio light because we had to walk across the patio window to get to the switch. We told the policeman on the phone about the whistle and he said that there should be several policemen showing up shortly and to stay on the phone. We were outside the town limits and knew it might take a few minutes. Having an officer on the phone made me feel a little better, but I was still really scared. He told us that the police arrived and were coming up the drive. The policeman said to put down the phone and open the door, so I did. What I saw was a police pickup truck with spotlights flashing into the pastures that ran along both sides of the drive. Two officers, not with handguns, but with shotguns walking slowly beside the truck as it came up along the drive. Four officers approached the house asking us our names. One went to the phone and said they were here and hung up the phone. They ordered us to stay in the dining room and began searching the house. Uh, one by one, they returned. The last one came back in through the patio door by the kitchen. He said he searched the barn and the horse scared him and the horse also looked spooked. He asked what other animals were in the barn. They told us they didn't find anyone and that the daycare patio was not locked. There was, however, a broom handle in the track to prevent it from being opened too far. I looked at the patio door that the officer entered in and saw that there was not a broom handle in that one, then felt dumb because he just walked through it. They lectured Amanda about not knowing the address of the house she was supposed to be responsible for and other stuff I don't remember. 
After finishing statements, they said to stick around and look more. They'd stick around and look more. And if we wanted them to leave, we could. If we wanted to leave, we could. They could lock the bottom lock. I, I don't know why it says I, but not activate the alarm. And we were cool with that. We were out of there so fast. We got into my car and went to her mom's. So mentally exhausted, we fell asleep and I went to my office job the next morning. She said she didn't want to go back to the house, but she had to feed the animals their breakfast. That afternoon, she called me at work. She was really nervous and began telling me that when they went into the house, there was footprints in the poop on the carpet. In poop on the carpet. I said it was probably the cop that checked the barn. She said that she didn't know or pay attention. Also, she said that when they went into the barn to feed and water the animals in the morning, someone had tied all the rabbits' legs together in their hutches. Sorry, what the fuck? What? How the fuck do you tie rabbits' legs? They had 10 rabbits the kids used for 4-H. Amanda then- Wait, you mean like with string or something? I don't know. See, because my dumbass head went to tying the two legs together. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, what the hell? Amanda then continues the to rabbits. say, there was a note with the word lucky scribbled on the back of a pizza coupon she thought came from the refrigerator door. Because the flyer was missing a coupon. <gasps> it took a while for them to untie the rabbit's legs. And Amanda asked her mom to find someone else. Oh my God. Church. Did he chop off one of the rabbit's legs? One of the rabbit's foots? Foot for luck? Oh. Huh. I mean, she didn't say she found any animals with their legs cut off. So, or blood. Yet. True. Uh, she said, Amanda asked her mom to find someone else. From their church to finish the house sitting she wasn't going back she also told the officer what she came back to but no one was ever caught and the police never called either of us to update us i'm sorry what the fuck that's fucking terrifying wait so like the person that was there was whistling you think to get their attention or it could be more than one person oh, so they were whistling case, to another someone's person. here yeah like, let's leave or like telling yeah. them to go this way or go you know what would be the fucking point to tie the rabbit's legs? I don't know. Maybe they came back the next day to do that to scare them. Like maybe after they saw them leave with the cops, they came back the next day and did all that to like, cause they knew they would come back to the house eventually and then they'd be freaked out. But why would they just like- the cops would have noticed the rabbit's legs tied together. True. But then why didn't why didn't they just burglarize the house? I don't know. That's creepy. I don't like that. So creepy. Okay. The first thing that happened to me on my grandmother's farm. Another farm story. Oh my yep. god. I was about eleven when this happened. My older cousin Daniel, about thirteen, and I were playing hide and seek outside in my grandmother's yard. She owned a large farm in Tennessee, just over a thousand acres. Damn. Sorry, what? A thousand acres? Wow. How much square footage is that? I'm going to look it up. Holy shit. I grew up there my entire life and so did Daniel. So it was nothing for us to wander off and play in areas that probably weren't very safe for the average kid. But we knew the property like the back of our hand. Oh, I remember the story now. This looks bad. <laughs> it just so happened that the day before this happened, a lot of trees were cut down to make room for a mobile home by the roadside that she intended to rent out for extra income. Daniel and I naturally gravitated toward this new unfamiliar landscape to play because it was something new to explore. 
Is that your phone? No, it's Jose's iPad. Oh. Connected. I'm phone. like, whose phone was that? <laughs> like, there's somebody in the house. Um, uh, da, 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 da. All of the trees had been stripped of their branches and placed in, a, in logging trucks and hauled off. The branches, however, were all piled in a tangled mess about 50 feet wide and 12 to 15 feet tall. That's really tall. They were packed so densely that you couldn't see through them from one side to the other. It was during about the half hour mark when it was my turn to find Daniel that, that I began to suspect that he was hiding in the woods deeper than our stated rules allowed. I remember calling his name for several minutes and hearing nothing but a quiet giggle coming from the woods. I was in the newly cut clearing, looking into the woods and getting more upset by the minute. Finally, I announced as loudly as I could that if he wasn't going to play fairly, then I was going to get a glass of tea and watch television with grandma. I was like, what's she going to do with the glass of tea? She's going to throw it. <laughs> nope. I started back up the hill towards the house. Damn, it, she left Daniel? Well, you'll see. It was, a, it was at that moment. I was walking past the brush pile, basically centered beside it, that I heard an unfamiliar voice. You gave up quickly. I stopped. I called out, Daniel? It didn't sound like Daniel, but the voice responded, yes, I am Daniel. <gasps> no! I'm oh. inside of the limbs. Oh, no, 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 no! This one really gives me the creeps. How old is she again? 11? 11, he's 13. Oh. Okay. It gets worse. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. I looked at the brush pile and didn't see anyone. Again, I heard the vo the odd voice call out, If you do not see me, then you have not found me, and I will have won the game. I stepped closer and yelled out the voice to the voice, Why are you talking so funny? The voice replied, I am inside of the limbs. Look inside and you will see me. Daniel. Creepy, right? What do you mean, look inside? She's literally saying you can't see. Yeah. Something felt really strange about the way this guy was talking, but 11-year-old me just rationalized it, thinking maybe his voice sounds different behind the shrubbery, and he sounds like he's talking funny because his voice sounds different. I stepped up to the edge of the brush pile and pulled the branches apart to look inside, mm. and there was Daniel. His yeah. head was turned toward the top of the hill, but his body was facing me. I yelled out, I caught you! His head shifted toward me, and he had the single most disgusting smile I've ever seen to this very day. My, my stomach literally hurts right now. <laughs> Imagine if someone had the absolute worst of intentions, and they're trying to hide it behind a fake innocent smile to gain your trust, but then couldn't help, help their glee with the thought that they may have fooled you. That's the best way I can describe the smile. I was so shocked by this wicked facial expression on my cousin's face that I froze in place. The hairs on my neck and arms all raised and I could suddenly feel my blood running through my body like the temperature had dropped mm. inside my veins. I stammered through my words. How, how did you get in there? He responded, I fell into the inside of the limbs, cousin. I will need you to give me help or I will continue to be trapped. <laughs> That's fucking weird. I can't. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even think I want you to continue. I'm continuing. Oh God. I didn't notice this time how oddly he phrased his sentences and it only occurred to me afterward uh, that his lips were not moving when he spoke. <laughs> he never changed his face from the twisted, unnerving smile. Oh, no. I didn't immediately notice any of these things because I was too distracted by the large stick that was plunged deeply into the side of his neck. <gasps> 
I have not read this far. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay, wait. Okay, I have so many questions, but I'm gonna let you finish. But what the? I'm gonna let you finish, but first, Beyonce. Beyonce had the best album of the year. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Okay. Here we okay. Go. I'm literally like. Oh I'm my god. So flabbergasted right now. I have okay. not read this far. I stopped because I was like, oh my god, this is really good. I need a lifesaver. <laughs> Need to save my life. <laughs> I noticed in that moment that he had slow, had a slow, steady, trickling steam of blood flowing from the half-dollar-sized stick in his neck and down across his right shoulder and down his chest. That was enough to jolt my feet awake, and before my brain realized I was trying to run, I was already halfway up the hill to my grandmother's house. <laughs> when I burst through the door to my grandmother's living room, Daniel was curled up in a ball on the couch and crying hysterically. What? I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta put me first. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Oh my god. We should have ended with this one. This one's so good. Okay. I'm sorry. I literally have like goosebumps right now. No, 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 no. I've never been so scared. I've never been so scared reading a story in my life. There's more. I have to continue. Okay. Okay. So she just left quote-unquote daniel yeah with a stick in the side of his neck yep and with the, blood and, yep she and, goes to her grandma's house and he's balled up on the couch crying hysterically there's daniel yep damn it daniel <laughs> my grandmother was sitting beside him trying her best to get him to explain what was wrong but all he could say is that there was a little boy in the woods who tagged him when he was hiding and he thought it was it wasn't really me Okay, so I assumed the writer was a female, but it's a boy. Oh. I was crying and shaken up by this point and told my grandmother what I had seen. She made both of us some lunch and then called my uncle to come pick Daniel up. What about me? I stayed at my grandmother's house that night and I bet she asked me what happened a hundred times. She asked so many questions. It was if she were committing it to memory. I remember being relieved that she believed me, but at the same time, I just wanted her to tell me that it was all my imagination and to help me forget about it. They're 11 and 13. Yeah. If they were younger, like maybe six, seven still, maybe. You could say, oh, it's just your imagination. Yeah. Mm -mm. The next day, my grandmother set the brush pile on fire and I watched for hours (gasps) from the safety of the living room window as it slowly deteriorated into a pile of ash and ember. My cousin never did tell me what really happened to him that day. (gasps) He refuses to talk about it. I will say this, though. He wouldn't talk to me for a year and a half (gasps) after that day. We were so close when we were little, but after that event, whatever the hell it was, it drove a wedge between us that changed our relationship forever. And then, so when I, after I got done reading this, the first comment says, true or not, I enjoyed that. And I was like, damn, what if that was, wasn't really true and somebody wrote it? And then the, the poster commented and said, very much true. My grandmother's farm seemed to be a hotbed for creepy and unexplained stuff when I was growing up. I have so many stories about that place. I could write a series. What's your theory? I think it was real. I like to. Well, well yeah, but like, okay, if it was real, like, what do you so, think it was? So on uh, Creeps and Crimes recently, they were talking about um, doppelgangers and mimics. Ah, 
No. <laughs> sorry. You asked for my theory, <laughs> and then you rejected immediately. Uh, it reminds me of that one movie, uh, Jordan Jordan Peele movie. Oh, uh, Us. Us? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that really freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, so... Um... <sighs> so basically... If I saw a doppelganger of myself, I would literally... Jump off a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be able to live knowing that. Uh, there can only be one of us. You can yeah. have it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you, bud. <laughs> all you, bud. <laughs> um, so, like, doppelgangers basically is someone you see that looks like a person you know or you. And then a mimic is someone you hear that sounds like a person you know or you. And so, I like, on Creeps and Crimes, they were reading a story about a girl who um, heard her mom come home. And she was like, hey, are you down there? And it was like her voice and called her her nickname no, no, and everything. No, 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 And then she goes upstairs and her mom's not home. Never was home. Ah, uh, so what? Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. What the fuck? Yeah. I literally have goosebumps right now. Oh. Okay. Do you want to read one? Give me a break. <laughs> wait, wait. Hang on. Okay. Go back to the st- What do you think it was? I think it was a doppelganger. So you think there was a kid doing that to them? No, I think it was an uh, entity. Okay, that's what I thought too. Pretending to be them, which would be a doppelganger. Oh. See, when you said that, I thought you meant like well, an actual real person. There's different theories about do- doppelgangers. Some believe that it's like um, actually another person living on this earth that looks exactly like you. That's what I thought you were talking about at first. Right. But you're not. But some people think that doppelgangers are just entities pretending to be you mm. to freak you out. Because what are the odds that a real person living on Earth that looks like those people were there on their farm? You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how did she not look at this kid and be like, "Wait a minute, that's not my cousin." Like, you guys clearly aren't the same person, right? But she thought enough that he was. Yeah, and the other way around. Daniel came out of the woods upset because he thought that his cousin tagged him, but then realized it wasn't really him, and it freaked him out so much that he didn't talk to him for a year and a half. Oh my God crazy yeah that's one of the best stories we've ever read on this podcast i'm surprised that wasn't the most uh upvoted story on the thing probably because people don't believe it yeah that's insane okay i have not read this one yet but it's short so do you, you want me to yes, okay you take this one. <clears throat> oh shit the title reads i've only told this story to my closest friend okay hi bestie <laughs> I live in the deep woods in southern Missouri. The nearest civilization outside a trailer house down the road is the gas station town a couple miles away. I've lived here since I was six months old and spent my days in the woods. I don't remember a time where I didn't know the wedding. Whoa. (laughs) Where I didn't know the winding paths and clearings like the back of my hand. There were always stories of something in the woods. A local tribesman told tale of spirits that wandered the woods at night. I was deeply invested in stories of ghosts and monsters and that sort of stuff. So the tribeman's tales was pretty run-of-the-mill. I didn't think much of it until a few years ago. One night in around 2010, I was walking the usual trail and got a feeling that something wasn't right. It was like I was walking three feet behind my body. Okay. Uh, It was the sound of a snapping branch that brought my body and mind back together. But it wasn't a twig or a small limb. It was a large oak branch about as wide as me. It hit the ground with a hard thud. After that, the woods became completely silent. No owls or coyotes howling. Not even the night breeze. 
The only sound was my own stunned breathing. Out of the darkness, two glowing yellow eyes looked directly at me from the shadows. They were several yards down the trail, yet still seemed several feet off the ground. A low, thundering growl came from the same direction. It was like the growl of a tiger mixed with the bear. I wanted to run back home, but my legs wouldn't budge. My breathing picked up and became more and more like gasping for air. The growling stopped as the creature started to turn around to go deeper into the woods. Showing me its form in moonlight, it didn't seem of this world. I can only describe it as a black mountain lion with the head and body size of a grizzly bear. What? It looked like it had an eight in a month. It was nothing more than skin and bones. Oh. Only when I was alone again in the woods would my legs let me sprint back home and lock myself in the room with a survival knife. Occasionally, on the quietest nights of the year, I can hear it outside my window and the same eyes from that night appear out of the darkness. I never go outside without my knife anymore, even during the day. I've had several friends that have come, come over for the day go home that night and tell me of how they feel like they're being watched from the outside. That was creepy. Not as good as the last story, but creepy. <laughs> have you ever heard of like uh, <clears throat> people who live in the country? Um, what mountain lions sound like? Is it mountain lions? Cougar? No, mountain lions. Oh. What mountain lions sound like when they are like out in the woods, like calling out to each other. Oh my God. It sounds like people screaming. Let me play it for the podcast. No! I'll get Might as well. <laughs> no! Bobcat. Mm. Bobcat sounds. Bobcat. All right, it's like ten o'clock. At night. And uh, hearing something weird out here. Just one shriek, and that's it. I swear, my neighbors are trying to find the two. <sighs> there it is. What is that? Can you imagine living in the country and hearing that outside your house? I don't want to live out in the country. Right, do it one more time. It's not fighting something. That's terrifying. They're calling out to one another? S something. Or terrifying. Let me look up why they do that. Why do bobcats scream? <laughs> it's a mating call. <clears throat> well, that's one way. This bobcat call is one often described as sounding like a woman screaming or moaning in agony. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. That is fucking insane. Yeah. And no the fuck thank you. Before we get into another story, I'm going to poorly explain the history of the Ouija board. So it starts in 1890, Elijah Bond and Charles Kennard. If I remember correctly, Charles Kennard was a businessman who had a lot of failed businesses. Like he had to go bankrupt. Like he just was not doing well over and over again, failed businesses. 
And during this time, they claim, they being like people who wrote the history about this, that in the UK and starting in America, there was this wave of like spiritualism where people were trying to connect with the dead. And there was even um, a famous sisters, I think, that had quote unquote successfully contacted the dead by like using knocks on the wall. And like, this was like in the news and the newspapers and stuff like that. And so because this was gaining popularity, um, I believe it was Charles Kennard. He went to his friend, Elijah Bond, who was a wood maker, woodsmith. I don't know what they're called. He like can make things with wood, like craft things with wood or whatever. And he was like, let's make this game. Woodsman. Woodsman, maybe. Workmanship. Um, <laughs> woodsmanship. I said workmanship. Oh. <laughs> um, he's Workshop like, man. He's like, let's make this game. Carpenter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Carpenter. Right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, That's what Jesus' daddy did. Yes. So he made the Ouija board. No. <laughs> Um, so they're like, yeah, let's make this, whatever. So they marketed it as a game. Marketed it. Is that what I said? <laughs> but, but why did they do that to begin with? Like they wanted to like copy like the, the wave of spiritualism where people were trying to figure out ways to communicate <laughs> with the dead. That's fine. But why advertise it as a game? To make like money. why not advertise it as it is? They wanted to make money off of it. But I mean, if there was already a wave of popularity, yeah. well, maybe they, they didn't to... believe that it would actually communicate with the oh. dead, but it would be popular because oh, like it'd be fun to popular. like for people to try this like a party right. or whatever, right? Yeah, like, it was a party game. Yeah, it was called a parlor game at the time, okay. but it was a party game. Okay. And so the original one was made out of wood, and the placard was probably made out of wood too, or planchet, I think is what it's called. And they claim that the name Ouija came from the board telling them what the name of the board should be. Like they did like a seance and the board spelled out the word Ouija. And the word Ouija actually means good luck in ancient Egyptian. Oh. Um, let's see. Similar devices had already been uh, made in China, Greece, and Rome. So they kind of had something to go off of. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it says it was marketed as a parlor game and the tool for entertainment rather than serious spiritual communication. Okay. The Ouija board has faced controversy and criticism with the religious groups associating it with the occult and negative spiritual experiences. Skeptics argue that the movements of the planchet are as a result of the idiomotor effect where the subconscious movements guide its motion. So like the people who are holding the planchet and moving it. Mm -hmm. Um Despite controversies, the Ouija board remains popular, especially during Halloween and among those interested in the paranormal. Like it's still sold on the shelves today. Oh. And when it was first, um, when it first came out, guess how much it cost? $2.1890. Oh, 25 cents. Dollar twenty-five. Dollar twenty-five. And it was all wood. Wow. Yeah. Now it's cardboard and plastic, but I don't understand that. I don't understand how your hand subconsciously moves. Like, aren't you consciously playing the game? Like, right. Why would your sub? How would your subconscious like shine through? Like, right. I don't understand. Well, it's so funny. Is like when I when so the reason I looked this up was because we were watching the movie Ouija earlier this week, and I was like, comment below the, if you've seen it. Yes, comment below. 
I wondered if like what's the history behind it and I was expecting it to have some like cool history I mean I knew it like started out as a game but I expected it to have some like deep dark cool history and no it doesn't it's just this, this businessman with failed um businesses like let's make some money on a Ouija board Dang, and then had the Ouija board name itself instead of using his own creativity <laughs> to name it but yeah but it probably was his own creativity because he subconsciously yeah moved he subconsciously it. moved it himself oh it said Ouija Luigi Luigi um okay it's a me Mario I have to find the stories again okay here we go I want to read this really long one was it good I don't remember okay yeah, I'll read this one let me get comfortable okay okay this one's called help me I'm lost <laughs> Dilk is already not with the bullshit <sighs> I cannot go ahead okay this is my first post and it is a true story sure I, bud I, I was living in a rural area in Oklahoma with my mother at a small lake house and I'm probably 10 to 11 at this time one night I'm sleeping in my room when I randomly and abruptly wake up for no reason this was not normal for me and I felt very uneasy the only sound I could hear was my mother snoring in the next room on the couch I rolled over and tried to go back to sleep but my need to use the bathroom was growing more urgent so I grudgingly grudgingly forced myself to head that way the bathroom is on the other side of the house around a corner and past the kitchen and finally down a long hallway on the right damn that's a long way to the bathroom piss myself yeah so after I made the trip and finished my business I flipped off the light switch and started heading back to bed that's when I heard the distinct click of the light switch and I saw the glow of the bathroom light in the hallway you keep walking terrified I slowly turned around no just to witness the light in the bathroom start clicking on and off click 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 finally see it, sorry not to cut you off yeah, but to ahead. cut you off <laughs> if there was no clicking and the light was just like yeah okay maybe the it's electricity but there's clicking somebody's touching the light switch or something I would run to my mommy so yes. fast Finally, it shut completely off. In the dark of the hallway, my eyes began to make out a white shape. No! Near the end of the hall. It was around my size and crouched to the floor. <gasps> At this point, I'm frozen to the spot as my... <sighs> I had to screenshot this because it was deleted. So there's an arrow blocking the part of the word here. But I, I want to say mine. At this point, I'm frozen to the spot as my mind begins realizing that no one else is home except my mom and myself. Oh my God. Then the white shape began began whispering no in a quiet man's voice no no oh my god Kelsey please stop oh my god I'm like freaking out hang on hang on I'm so sorry <laughs> I, didn't even get the I know I'm, I'm freaking out because <laughs> if Jose were home would you feel better <laughs> yeah okay go help me ah. I'm lost ah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember wanting to scream for my mom but I couldn't and instead I barely said no <laughs> <laughs> fuck you oh no oh no oh no 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 oh no oh no no so no, i'm gonna go no, back no. to the sentence no 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 i remember let me get through the sentence okay i remember wanting to scream for my mom but i couldn't and instead i barely said no before this thing starts running at me on what sounded like all fours uh, no I quickly ran through the kitchen and around the corner before running to my sleeping mother, shaking her awake. I remember saying, it's coming, it's coming. 
and my mother's eyes going from dazed to alert in an instant. <gasps> she asked me what was going on, and I saw her eyes look over my shoulder before she screamed. No! I've not read this far into this story. I can't. I'm literally I live. <laughs> gonna make such a good TikTok. You know so many nightmares. <laughs> Okay, let's take a deep breath. For all the listeners, take a deep breath. Oh my god. Okay, here we go. Okay. Remembering her scream still makes my blood run cold. Never had I heard pure terror like that in my life, even to this day. She grabs me by the arms and pulls me into my room and slams the door. She holds me in her arms with her back pressed against the door as we listen. It sounded like this thing was running around in circles in the kitchen. We could hear hands and feet slapping against the tile. The kitchen had a sliding glass door to the outside, which sounded like it was thrown open and then slammed. We sat there horrified until daybreak. Can what? you imagine sitting there? I would have called the cops. Well, I mean, cops wouldn't have been able to do anything, but still I would have called the cops. But what if this was back then? Yeah. Back then, you know. <laughs> back then <laughs> in the old times. <laughs> Before, you know, cell phones. CC. <laughs> Before, Before cell phones. phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I was sent to my grandmother's in the next town for a while after that. <laughs> oh, my God. And never set. Get out. <laughs> and never set foot in that house again. Years oh. later, my mother said she went. Hey, she, she like sold the house? walking around the property after the incident and came across a small burial site with three headstones that each belonged to children from the early 1900s. What? She had never noticed it before? It freaks me out because what I heard that night was a man's voice, but it was so unnatural. My mom still will not tell me what she saw behind me and what it was that made her scream. Oh my God. She, what? What's up with these people not talking yes. about it later? She tells me she's afraid it will know we're talking about it and it will come back. This is the first of many weird things that have happened in my life. That was another banger, y'all. <laughs> I picked some good stories. <laughs> wow. Man. I'm going to go home and read these to Travis. <laughs> okay. Do we have another one? I believe we do. Oh, my God. Yes. This one's a good one. Because okay. your reaction, <laughs> you're freaking out gonna make some great tiktoks in this episode okay that just like freaks me out like yeah this is another doppelganger situation don't even talk about it bro <laughs> i'm not gonna read the uh caption or the title first off a little backstory on my dad the man was so much character has so much character and color to him though he is mostly a chilled out grandpa at this point whose biggest offenses are the the likes of placing a box of dead kittens in the topic hat when the family plays charades at the Christmas Eve get together. When I was a kid, he was a crazy person. He was an amazing father, honest to a fault, and had and had character made of stone. He apologized when he felt he was wrong, and he would sit and cry with you when things were eating away at your self-esteem. However, as much as I owe him my morality and compassion towards others, I also owe him my extremely demented and nothing is sacred sense of humor. Um, the man got more joy from life in tormenting his children than anything else. 
We lived, <laughs> we lived on my grandmother's farm in rural Tennessee. Another fucking in rural, rural farm. Tennessee. This is the second one in Tennessee. The first one, the grandmother's farm at the the bushes, the brush, the tree branches. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word. That was in Tennessee. And when the power would go out, which happened a lot in our area, he would dare me to run to the mailbox and then lock me outside. What? At 10 o'clock at night when I'm about 10 years old and he would laugh so hard I could hear him over my screams while I banged on the door from the outside pleading to be let back in. He was the type of dad to wake you up in the morning by, by revving a chainsaw, change the locks in the house to make you get ready for school at 2 a.m. Clocks, not locks. <laughs> clocks in the house to make you get ready for school at 2 a.m. Wait, is this child abuse right <laughs> like and stand on the front porch in his tidy whities while you were getting on the bus in the morning and yell i love you i'm gonna miss you so bad in a voice that could only imply that he was suffering from severe brain damage in other words he was always looking for a way to scare you embarrass you or make or just make sure you have such a crazy and expected experience that you would be guaranteed to remember him forever and it worked i love that man now that was needed for context as this story takes place in my second to last year on my grandmother's farm. I was 17 and had been working a job in my small town stocking beer coolers and mopping floors at the local gas station. I was driving home from work in my little truck at about 10 p.m. And as I pulled into the driveway, my headlights shone up the hill to my grandmother's house and panned down the hill to the edge of our single wide mobile home. I stopped immediately, all four tires in the driveway, pointing straight to the end of the straight sketch of gravel. gravel. I could see my dad. His old flatbed truck and my stepmother's minivan were parked pointing to the left at the base of our trailer. He was standing behind them with his back to my headlights. Our chocolate lab, Cassie, sat at his feet, staring intently at him, paying no attention to the vehicle entering her territory, which was highly unlike her. I only stopped because it was so late and so unusual for my dad to be outside at this time. It was in the middle of the week. He was usually passed out in his recliner wearing nothing but his underwear with the History Channel quietly rambling on about the Civil War by this time. I slowly proceeded down the drive. Our driveway was about half a football field in length and, I, as, and as I drove slowly toward the bottom of the drive, my dad began to walk, still with his back turned toward me and stepped behind the vehicles. The height of my stepmom's van fully concealing him. It took another 15 seconds from that point for me to reach the end of the drive, and I pulled my truck in on the side of the flatbed, leaving me the closest to the road. I grabbed my big gulp, which is a fountain drink if you don't know what that is, and got out of the truck. Dad? No response. Dad? Still nothing. Immediately, I got a bit creeped out, but then thought to myself nearly as quick, this dude's trying to scare me again. He must think I didn't see him. I got down on my knee and peered under the vehicles, his left boot, unmistakable. So his dad's on the other side of the van? Right. She's behind the van. He's in front of it and he, she can't see him, but knows he's there. So she gets down on one knee to look under the vehicle, sees his left boot, unmistakable. Cassie's back legs and butt right beside him, tail tucked between her legs. I hollered out, you're doing a crappy job of hiding, dad. I can see your boot sticking out from behind the tire on the van. I watched as his left boot slowly slid to the right until it was concealed by the tire with the other. Still no response. Jesus. I called, sorry, my husband texted me. I called for the dog, Cassie. Oh, Cassie, you know, called for the dog. She turned and literally scurried beneath the vehicles to get to me as if she was under heavy gunfire. She was whimpering when she got to me and acting very strange as if she was terrified. 
She was acting how I would only imagine a dog would act if they were constantly beat on and had never seen her behave that way before. When she got to me and I placed my hand on her, you could almost hear her breathe a sigh of relief. She was sticking to my legs like glue and I was still down on one knee and a bit off balance. She nearly knocked me over. I pet on her for a moment and tried to comfort her, but she seemed like she was afraid of something. With her tail still tucked between her legs, she pushed herself in between my legs as I stood up. It was after seeing how timid and odd Cassie was acting that I decided that I may be misreading the situation and I might need to get in the house. My dad was surely a prankster, but when he was caught, he was caught. He never drug things out once we got caught on. Once he, once we caught on, he would come out and say something like, I guess you kids ain't as gullible as you used to be. I'm going to have to start stepping it up a notch. Dad didn't drink much and never got drunk really, but I couldn't think of what the root of this odd behavior could possibly be, and it started to weird me out. I made one last attempt at communication. Dad, I know you're there. I saw you when I pulled into the driveway. The jig is up. What are you doing out here? No response. I started around the front of my truck to, to round the vehicles and walk over to him. Cassie began to panic and whimper loudly still glued to the side of my ankles, crouched to the gravel with her head darting back and forth wildly. I stopped in front of my truck. I stand there for another moment in silence, waiting for something, but not sure what, and then announce, well, I'm heading in. See you in a bit, weirdo. I turn to walk to the front porch, unconsciously building speed as I hit the first step. Cassie drops back and doesn't follow me onto the porch, but seems sort of stand guard at the front, at the foot of the steps. Keys in hand, I'm already searching for the deadbolt key. Panic is building in my chest, but I'm not sure why. I hurriedly unlock the door and jump into the house, swing around, slam the door behind me, locking the deadbolt in one fluid motion. From behind me, I hear a voice yell, what the hell? I spin around, my big gulp drops to the floor and explodes across the living room floor. There sits my dad in his <gasps> underwear. Stop it right now. Sitting up Not from a deep sleep in his recliner. Not another doppelganger. Stop. What did you say before that? Doppelganger? Or something? Doppelganger? Oh, I thought I thought you said something else. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I would I would not be right mentally for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a lot left. Okay. I begin to hyperventilate and yell through gasps of air that oh my God. there is a man in the driveway hiding behind the van. I thought <gasps> he was you. I oh. was think I was talking to him, Dad. I nearly collapsed into the floor. Within 15 seconds, my dad is running out of the back door of the house with a, with a spotlight and a handgun, still wearing nothing but his underwear. Nice. He was outside for what felt like forever. When he came in, he was pale as a sheet. He said someone was definitely out there, but he couldn't see them. He could hear them running, but he pointed the spotlight in the direction of the footsteps and there was no one there. What? Crazy thing is our trailer sat at the front of a 150 acre corn acre cornfield and it was off season. So everything was tilled down to the dirt. There was nowhere for anyone <gasps> to hide. Oh, wait. So he would hear someone running and he would go to look and there would be nothing. It was a terrifying experience, and I know it's one that seems easy to explain. My brain really wants to tell me that I had just foiled a car thief or something, or maybe even stopped a possible home invasion. No, because the dog was acting weird. Yeah. The thing is, though, my dad was an unmistakable po has an unmistakable posture and an even more unmistakable walk. I know those were his boots I saw under the van. I also know that if he had somehow set up all this, I would have heard about it for years, 
because he would have been one of his favorite story. It would have been one of his favorite stories to tell how he scared me so bad when I was 17 and how funny it would have been. He does tell people about this from time to time, but he always ends with the same detail that it wasn't until he was outside running around in his underwear with a handgun that I realized that Cassie had been sleeping on the floor next to his recliner when I ran in the door. So she saw a doppelganger dad and dog. I'm not well. Which is why she didn't come inside with him. With her. <laughs> it's shit like this. <laughs> but see, she said that when she went to go look down and she called out to him, yeah. he moved his foot behind the tire so that she couldn't see him anymore. So like... This ghosty. Yeah. Okay, so here's a comment. It says, to me, it sounds like it could be some sort of alternate reality version of your dad and dog, maybe. It probably sounds dumb, but it could explain why you saw both of them. <gasps> or maybe like, um, back in time, like time travelers. Yeah. That's true. This one says, holy shit, this is terrifying. I truly wonder what the heck happened. I would have had a damn heart attack. Good thing your dad was awesome. And also spent a lot of time toughing, toughening you all up. You handled that better than most would have. And she said, it seriously messed me up for a bit. After that, I, if I ever came home and the front porch light was off, I would sit in the driveway and honk until my dad or stepmom came to the door. I only lived in that house about six months after that, though. Then I moved to Memphis for three months, got homesick, moved back home, and lived with my grandma about six months. And then some stuff happened and she died and I kind of floated around for a bit. I need to go back to the old farm and take photos of some of the creepier stuff there. I'm a pretty good drive from there now, though. That shit's crazy. Oof. We picked some good stories for this episode. See, that reminds me of the bird situation that I saw in my room. Um, did you tell this on Stephanie's episode? Stephanie. Ugh. Scary. Oh my god. So scary. I can't wait to go home and tell Travis these stories. Have you ever experienced something like that? No. Me either. Never. That would freak me the fuck out though. For months. Years. Yeah, like how do you go back to normal life after yeah, that? Yeah, how do you be a normal person after something like that happens? And it's not it's not just her. Yeah. It's the dad saw something too. Yeah. And like the similar story in the beginning, both those kids saw something. Yeah. It's not just one person's delusion. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if y'all heard that, but Bolin is tired of our bullshit tonight. <laughs> He's like, it's time for bed. <laughs> you better not be up at three in the morning. That was the deepest sigh I've ever heard in my life from a dog. Yeah, it's quite a bit of those. Um, all right. That's what he lays down on his side and looks like a pig. Yeah, he does look like a pig. A little pot belly. Yeah. Such a cutie patootie. He is a cutie patootie. All right, guys. Hopefully when you see us next, we'll have a guest on. Go and get our merch from our merch store. We'll add some more items to it to uh, give you a little bit of a push. Um, it's good quality stuff. Angelica's already gotten hers. I was a little worried about like the logo being fuzzy around the edges, but it's perfect. Excuse me. Bonfire did a great job. Shout out, Bonfire. Maybe you want to sponsor us. Shout out. Shut up. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.